Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. If you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. It all really helps out. And let's dive straight in to today's story. Now, today's first story is one that I do remember from a while back, but there is now a five-year-later update attached to it. So if you do want to use the timestamps, It's been a long while since we've read this one, but if you do want to use the timestamps, please feel free to use them. That's what they are there for. And this is from Sister Issue Throwaway, who says, Me, 35 male, with my sister, 42 female. Siblings for 35 years, got a painful message from her regarding my professional behavior as a substitute K-12 teacher and don't know how to respond. Hello, relationships. This is long, so thanks to any who plow through it. Recently, I got a really hurtful message from my older sister, and I'm not sure how to take it. I'll start with some background and context, then paste the email. Names and personal details have been altered to obscure identities. I'm the youngest of three children. My older two sisters are both stay-at-home mothers. My older sister and I have never been particularly close, since she's had kids. She seemed to like and respect me less and less. A few times over the years, I've heard of something pretty nasty and insulting our older sister has said about me behind my back. It got a lot worse a few years ago after our dad died, when she seemed to transfer the issue she had with her dad to me. I always knew I didn't want children of my own and instead have focused on my academics and career. I have a bachelor's, master's and law degree. I do not practice law, but my master's and JD are a combination in a niche field that requires both. I don't want to get too specific because the field is small, but my most recent full-time position, including developing and teaching continuing education classes for law school students, attorneys, and judges. These classes are more like focused weekend seminars than the kind of long-term graded classes you get in school. The judges and attorneys need to take a certain number of classes per year to keep their licenses. Anyway, about a year ago, a number of external stresses snowballed to the point of my developing severe, crippling depression, along with some other less painful things. Several people I loved died within a short time period. I'd recently relocated several thousand miles away from friends and family and didn't have any real support network. And I stumbled, hard. I could barely get out of bed and regularly spent hours on end just sitting around weeping. I sought medical care and counseling, was put on meds and started therapy. It helped me regain some basic level of functioning, but I found myself no longer able to perform my job adequately. I wound up moving back home with mum, hoping the proximity to family and friends would help me heal and regroup. Anyway, my hometown is small, rural place with no call for my speciality. I wasn't licensed to practice law in that state, and the best work I could come across was being a substitute teacher for a handful of public schools in my region. I thought I was doing a great job, to be honest, 
I loved working with the kids at all levels. I went to one of those schools and I felt like I was giving something back to the community. I knew a few of the other teachers and administration from going to the same school together. I cared and I think it showed. I would ensure I understood any sub-lesson plans left for me as well as the material and would teach my ass off. Instead of just pointing out the assigned reading pages and questions, I would go over the material in class and go through as much of the assigned questions or writing as time allowed. I'd grade papers if possible. I'd encourage class participation. Of course, I was pretty green and it took me a while to get a feel for handling classroom discipline. I wasn't perfect, but I was trying to be the sort of teacher that I would have wanted. One who got respect by demonstrating respect for the kids. Disruptive classroom behavior is not an issue when you're teaching a room full of attorneys. I got a lot of positive feedback, especially from the students. Towards the end of school year, the school closest to me, which I preferred, was calling me in essentially on a daily basis. Most frequently, I was called in to cover for the special ed classes, which has kids with learning disabilities, behavioral problems, difficult home lives, and more. I had this because of the email content. On one half day, I subbed for an old friend of my older sister, Jenny, in the email message below. It was an elementary class and went through a few basic things. One of the common core worksheets had two questions that worded so ambiguously that they had multiple correct answers, not just one that was called correct on the answer sheet. I looked up the definitions of the terms to make sure I wasn't imagining things, informed the class to disregard those questions and explain how it could be interpreted multiple ways. Typos happen both in statutes and elementary workbooks, no big deal. I left a note for the teacher explaining what I'd come across and how I'd handled it, in case she wanted to address it further. I didn't hear back from her. A few weeks ago, a bunch of family came back into town and my older sister went out and grabbed a beer with Jenny. So a few days later, my older sister sent me this email. It's really been fucking with my head since then. I don't know how much of it is accurate, if any. I should mention in the past year, I've let my hair grow out from conservative legal business short to shoulder length and sport a carefully trimmed beard. The email says, OP, I didn't want to tell you about this because it is embarrassing and I knew it would make you feel bad, but... Other sister told me that you were being stubborn and that you needed to hear some of the things that Jenny told me. She said she felt bad telling me this, but it was the truth. She said she didn't dislike you, but you've acted really badly. I believe her. Jenny is a kind, loving person and my good friend of 30 years. She doesn't have a mean bone in her body. This is truly how people experience you. This is what was reported to me. The teachers have a derogatory nickname for you. The teachers make fun of you. When you leave them critical notes, they read them out loud to each other and laugh at them. A sub has never ever left notes like yours to the teaching staff and they think you have a mental problem for thinking you have a right to do so. You behave unprofessionally. You strut around like a rock star and seem to get an ego rush from being in front of an audience of kids when it is pretty clear that you don't have a clue as to what you are doing. The day after you sub, there is always complaints about you from the kids. The teaching staff feels you do not respect teachers because you are arrogant enough to criticize their work without any qualifications in education yourself and, and having never held a professional job in education. They feel you disrespect the kids by showing up looking slovenly with poor hygiene. The area is economically depressed and the kids deserve role models who look and behave professionally. You do neither. When OP subs, the following are guaranteed. 
he will not do his job. The teacher he was subbing for will have twice as much work to do the next day. He messes up the lesson plans and seems to have no idea of how they fit into a larger curriculum plan. Every class in the school has several kids with learning disabilities, from dyslexia to auditory processing disorders and more. When he subs, the kids in the class who have learning disabilities are often left confused and frustrated because he changes lesson plans and in doing so, removes items in the lesson plan that were placed there specifically for those kids. The teachers have had to reassure these kids the next day that there is nothing wrong with them. It is really frustrating for the teachers to have to do damage control with these kids all because some arrogant guy thinks he knows better. There will be complaints about how he acted and that his clothes smell bad. He will leave condescending, insulting notes for the teacher that often betray his lack of knowledge of education, child development, the needs of the kids with learning disabilities and school systems in general. When I said that you told sister that you considered yourself a teacher and felt that you connected with kids, Jenny laughed and said, no one, not the teachers or even the students considered OP a teacher. And believe me, even if you went and got a teaching certificate, no one here wants him at this school. And me saying that has nothing to do with the two lesson plans of mine he messed with. Yes, I was totally annoyed that I had to redo the lessons and regrade the work, but I laughed and rolled my eyes when I saw his notes. When I asked Jenny why she didn't let me or mum know this was going on, she said she knew we'd be embarrassed. Which we are, by the way, totally mortified. She also said a lot of people at the school know me, other sister or mum. They knew you had moved back to hometown and wanted to be supportive. Once they saw what a jerk you were, they felt embarrassed for us. So there you have it, OP. What was reported to me by someone who works at the school. You are not a teacher. You have actually caused difficulty for some kids, which I know you did not intend, but you have. Your behavior is completely inappropriate and has alienated people to the point where they make fun of you. Please go try to find a job in your own field of work. I'm not sending this to be hurtful. This was reported to me. There is nothing here open to interpretation. This is the way people experience you. I love you and want you to do well. You need to understand that any possible success in life is tied to having positive relationships with other people. Simply being intellectually smart is getting you nowhere. Good social skills, a sense of social awareness, and interpersonal relationship skills are so much more important than being smart love sis and one of the things that gets me in this story is that you know you said you've been called back multiple times like you were the primary substitute teacher so if you was that bad as people are saying why would they want you to keep coming back like this obviously i don't know who hires the substitute teachers in but if op was that bad as people are saying why haven't they gone through like the proper channels to to, to talk to whoever's hiring the substitute teacher and saying, you know, this person isn't good enough for this role, but they haven't been doing that. And it all felt very slimy from the sister handing over something just like that and saying, oh, I do love you and I want you to do best, but fuck you kind of thing. You know what I mean? Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But I'm so groovy says, does she have valid points? Do you leave notes for the teachers? Is your appearance unprofessional? Do you think you can take this criticism and learn from it? Your sister seems very blunt, possibly mean, but that doesn't mean Jenny is wrong. Is there other teachers you can talk to? Try to get some feedback by other people and work on yourself accordingly. OP replies saying, this is what I've been struggling with really. I'm a man with long hair, but it is kempt. My work wardrobe is a dress shirt and matching suit pants and jacket, outfits that met courtroom dress standards. Our substitute plan sheets have a space for daily feedback for the normal teachers, and notes from subs are requested and expected. 97% of my notes have been things like, first and third hours went smoothly, got through everything assigned. I let those who finished early read a book of their choice after I verified their work. Had to send Billy to the office fourth hour after verbal and written warnings for continued class disruption. Some in sixth hour didn't get through reading by the end of class. Overall, the day went pretty well. Graded papers are on your chair. There have been a rare handful of assignment errors I've caught. This is typo level stuff like transposition numerals in an answer that we've triple checked, mistakenly giving a noun definition for a verb or a reference to a wrong page. If I catch these, I leave a short note and description. I don't remember exactly what the error in Jenny's class was, but I remember it being pretty obvious, yet still checking a few dictionaries just to be sure. I'm very respectful to teachers, admins, aides, and janitorial staff alike. I hone my workplace behavior in a formal legal environment and treat school employees with the level of respect I show judges. Their jobs are freaking tough. What gets me is that I have a few regular teachers seek me out and give me positive, encouraging feedback. I've obtained professional references from several principals, and I would love constructive professional feedback, especially on weak areas that I could improve upon. If this email is an accurate representation though, it sounds like some junior high clique behavior rather than a group of professional educators. An OP replied to a comment that was removed, and I think it said something about, you know, the teacher feeling disrespected, and that's why it was brought up. To which OP replied saying, I appreciate the advice, and I'm still mulling it over. It's difficult to pull any useful feedback from my sister's message because it's just so damn mean. But you've indicated an interesting possibility. This teacher felt disrespected. Now, I don't think it'd be useful here to try and defend myself. I will just say that I do try to stick to teacher plans as much as I can. If I deviate from it, by far the most common reason was that I just couldn't move the class along quickly enough, so we got only partway through. I do not discard assignments that I think might be busy work. What shocks me about their disrespecting the regular teacher idea is that I have such tremendous respect for them, especially the grade school teachers like Jenny, and specifically Jenny. I got there early so I could go through her plans. I caught her before she left and she taught me through them. I stuck to her plan as well as I could and didn't deviate. She taught me through a pile of activities and repeatedly said stuff like, don't worry if you don't get to it all, just get as far as you can. I stuck to it because I trusted that she knew exactly what she was doing. I assumed that her years of experience in her grade informed her plans. I even used specific language she suggested for certain examples. I guess that 
pass the sister acting out, the idea that Jenny would find my note disrespectful is more troubling. Notes were requested for all subs and a matter of routine. I had no idea something like that could somehow come off so personally, so bitter. Tigbit says, I know there are two sides to every story, but this screams insecurity on your sister's part. Do you ever get the feeling that she is in fact jealous of your academic success and her staying in a rural town, never leaving makes it worse? Maybe your dad was super proud of you, e.g. loved to talk about your academic success and she resents you for it. That being said, depression fucks with your reality. You know that physically your nerves are tense, so it's much harder to be able to think clearly and process information. That being said, talk to Jenny directly and the other faculty members. Your sister is probably distorting Jenny's story far worse than it actually is. Explain your side of the story and get their story. If, in fact, everything in that email is very accurate, consider yourself fortunate. Why would you want to surround yourself with people who don't even like you? Why bother putting in the effort to give helpful criticisms if the people are too egotistical to accept it? It's a good thing that you get to leave and not waste your time trying to help these people. Also, if you're worried about your social skills, go to a bar and develop them. Interact with people sober. I recommend talking to strangers and going to a bar because most likely people won't remember you in case you fuck up and cause people to isolate you. To which OP replies saying, she had this weird combination of both jealousy and contempt pretty much since becoming a full-time stay-at-home mum. I get your point about the possibly shitty unprofessional co-workers, but this work matters to me more. I see those kids and remember sitting in those chairs and I want to give them something better than what I had in terms of school. My focus the past year has always been on what will best serve the educational needs of the kids, which is what I think the focus of the teacher should be. So from those additional comments to me, it does sound like there is some jealousy from the sister in this. And I wonder if that's what it's all about. And let's just go down the path that maybe some of the stuff that, you know, OP has been doing is wrong by the school standards. I don't know if that's right or not. But Jenny is totally dealing with it the wrong way as well. What's telling OP's sister going to solve? It's going to solve absolutely nothing. All it's done is given bullets to fire at OP. As I said, there is proper channels to go down if you want to solve this kind of thing. The teacher should be talking to Ed or whoever, whoever hires these substitute teachers. And I think that's basically it really. Or talk to OP and say, could you do this in the future? Rather than just criticizing him behind his back, making jokes behind his back. That's bullshit. From the language OP has displayed here, he's, he's very open to criticism and bettering himself. And all he wants to do is be there and be better for the children's futures. But before we go to that update, we're going to cover the edits that were on this post. Edit, thanks for all the helpful comments, folks. I appreciate it and still going through and thinking over them. It's been really helpful to see that it's not crazy for me to have found this message intentionally hurtful more than anything. One thing has come up a few times now, and for some reason, an earlier clarifying thread has been deleted. I was asked to grade Jenny's papers, if I had the time. I only grade papers in classes when I am asked to by the teacher or on their lesson plan. Otherwise, I just collect and organize assignments for grading by the regular teacher. I understand that some regular teachers might want to do the checking and grading themselves. Edit 2. A bit more about the problem questions I corrected and my note about it. This was an elementary class. I don't remember the exact wording, but one of the questions went basically like this. Circle the sharp object pictured below. It then had pictures of scissors with rounded tips, a ball, a pillow, and a nail. The key indicated that the nail was the correct answer. One of the kids pointed out that scissors have sharp edges and the kid was 100% correct. 
After I triple checked, I told the kids that unmark either answer as correct. My note read something like, hey, question seven said that the nail was sharp, but Tasha pointed out scissors are sharp too, in that their cutting edges are sharp. I double checked by looking up the definition of the word sharp and she is right. So for your information, I marked either answer as correct. Wish I could remember the details of the second one, but it's been a few months already and it seems so minor that I just can't recall. So now we're gonna move on to the update to see what that says and it's five years later. The front page of Ask Reddit thread inspired me to follow up here. And then there's the original post. The discussion was really helpful and at one point I had my therapist read that thread thanks to everyone who chimed in. Since that post, I have not been in contact with my sister, except for incidentally at a few family events where we had minimal interaction. My other family is conflicted, but they seem to understand that neither of us want to be in each other's lives anymore, despite them wanting us both in theirs. I've worked on this issue specifically in therapy, which has helped me develop some insight into those messages. Next year, I will be as old as my sister was when she wrote me those abusive messages. There were a follow-up messages I didn't include in that original post. I don't regret cutting her out. I do regret having had a toxic person for a sibling. Looking back, I recognized that her over-the-top email was part of a few lifelong behavioral patterns. I realized that basically, despite our biological similarities and having been raised in the same household, we are simply not compatible people. I hope one day she will develop her own insight, recognize her abusive behavior patterns and reach out to try and repair or reestablish a relationship with me. But I'm not holding my breath for this to happen and I'm not interested in reaching out to ask her if she had considered trying to improve things. Not having her in my life in the years since has actually improved the quality of my life. There's been a lot of unnecessary drama and hard feelings that I've been used to having to handle that I simply don't with her gone. At this point, I anticipate only seeing her at a few more funerals. Would have been nice to have a good relationship with a sibling, but I do not have that with her and I don't believe I ever will. Edit, and I'm humbled by your responses. Your support has moved me to grateful tears. Your perspectives today and years ago have really helped me to power through a pretty difficult experience. Thank you very much. And I still wanted more additional information on this one. What happened to OP? Was it all made up or whatever? And someone asked, said, would love to know what's happened in five years. Did you overcome your depression? Did you continue teaching or working in law? To which Opie replied saying, my reply was blocked for a while while waiting for the mods to unlock this thread. Thanks for asking. I continued subbing for about a year or so after that post. I continued to seek professional feedback and got to the point where I no longer had any doubts about my quality of work or professionalism. In my time subbing, I was able to work at over 40 different schools in about a dozen different districts. I got preferred sub status at a couple of the schools and a few lifelong term offers for classes whose teachers left midway through the school year. Any professionalism concerns I originally had have since been put to rest as far as I'm concerned. That all said, substitute teaching is a pretty crappy job on multiple levels. It doesn't even qualify as a public service job for public service student loan forgiveness. Since then, I've passed my state bar exam, become a licensed attorney, started my own law practice, and it's been growing. I'm earning more and my quality of life has improved. I'm a long ways away from the worst of my depression, but lifestyle changes and talk therapy help me reach a point where I'm able to function and manage without meds. There have been difficulties along the way, but I'm in a better space now than I was five years ago. 
Someone asked, did you talk to the school about Jenny and, and why does your sister hate you and your late father so much? To which OP replied saying, I worked in that school again, but moved out of the area shortly after the message. Not because of the message though. I didn't post my reply to my sister or our subsequent exchange, but we did reply to each other a few times before. I told her to stop emailing me. In my first reply, I wrote in part this. Jenny is only able to speak for herself. I don't know what she thinks nor what she said, but she certainly hasn't given me any such feedback, nor have any of the other teachers. And some of these people are my own classmates. Who would not hesitate to pass it along? It goes on to say, that's all true and my old classmates included the then principal. I'd probably do things a little differently now, but at the time my thinking was basically that I didn't want to spout off like some hothead loaded up with someone else's drama. Your second question is something I can only speculate on, which only gets me so far. Whatever is going on with her, I think she has probably been unhappy for a very long time. I hope she finds happiness. Someone asked, how is your relationship with your other sister? To which OP replied saying, I showed my other sister and my mum the entire email exchange, pretty much when it happened. We have not discussed it since. I'm still close with both of them. They are conflicted and I understand why. Occasionally, it seems like they put feelers out to see where I am. Also, please note that they have both been ridiculously supportive in terms of helping me get to where I am today. I literally would not have been able to do so without their help. One of my bigger concerns at this point is the conflict it creates for them. There were historical instances of other older family members cutting each other or themselves off without any real resolution or understanding. I'm considering seeing if either both of them would be interested in a group therapy session so we can revisit these issues in a healthier setting. I'm probably going to reach out to my other sister about this issue soon to see where she is about it. And then people were saying, was the substance of that email, was it correct? Did you ever find out? To which OP's last reply was, the substance is hearsay. All I know for sure is that my sister said things to me. And with all that information that we've received there, it really does feel to me like it was just the sister throwing this around. And again, it might not be it's, it's still open to interpretation, I think, but it certainly felt to me like the sister has got some major problems going on. And I wish OP the absolute best, and I'm sure they're doing, well, they sound like they're doing absolutely amazing right now, which, which is fantastic. And, and like OP, I do wish the sister happiness in some form. It can't, be, it can't be a happy existence to be toxic to someone else like this if that's what's happening. But what do you guys make of this? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, a huge thank you for spending your time with me today, getting involved in the stories, your love, your support, your time, your joining up on Patreon, your joining up on the YouTube membership, Twitter, everything you do is absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your love, time and support. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.